Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Welcome back to another episode of Tis the Podcast, the podcast that's dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Tom. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. And, and you're... I'm Tim. <laughs> <laughs> We're excited this week. We've got uh, the uh, the Christmas Podcast Network's token Disney expert visiting us from Tim Babb from Can't Wait for Christmas. That's a me. <laughs> uh, it's great to be here thank you for uh, letting me uh, uh infiltrate the, uh, the 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 show tonight well we or had today, to bring, whenever you're had, listening we had to bring you on for our uh, the night our covering of the 1983 mickey's christmas carol movie uh, i'm gonna go ahead and do a quick synopsis it should be go really quickly we've done 1300 christmas carol variations uh, <laughs> so in in Disney's retelling of Charles Dickens' classic, Uncle Scrooge McDuck is visited by three ghosts on Christmas Eve who take him on a journey through the past, present, and future in an attempt to make him a better person and show him the true meaning of Christmas. Well done. That must have been difficult to write. <laughs> it was so hard. <laughs> I like a good original story. <laughs> Guys, I feel like we just talked about A Christmas Carol. <laughs> Man, I was looking at our schedule, too, and I'm like, good Lord, we've been hitting it hard. <laughs> That's what she I'm said. I'm not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> not complaining, though. All right, we're like two minutes in, and we're devolving into sophomore. <laughs> we're really on par with a regular week. <laughs> hey, where, where'd the rails go? Oh, there they went. <laughs> uh, so let's all talk our histories real quick. Tim, as our guest, do you want to start us off with your history of Mickey's Mouse's A Christmas Carol? Oh, sure. I mean, I, I don't feel like there's ever a time I don't remember watching this movie. Like, right? I, I mean, even though, like, it, it I was born before it, but I, 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 this is certainly the first introduction I had to this story like i hadn't read the book i had not seen any other versions of a christmas carol so i think it was a while before i figured out this was not something disney made up (laughs) (laughs) you know i'm gonna go ahead and second what tim said he uh could have spoken for me um i was born in 81 two years before this came out but obviously my memory pre two years old is pretty fuzzy (laughs) at best um so i don't remember a time without this it was on TV every year. I think this is the first childhood Christmas movie um, that was not by Rankin Bass that I have memory of. Yeah, so I mean, I 
I was one when this came out and I know I've seen it quite a lot and I know I saw it quite a lot as a kid, but I have had a good long amount of time without seeing it. I mean, me watching it today, I haven't seen it in probably eight or nine years. Um, so it was one of those sweet childhood memory moments and it all came back and I remembered all of those things from watching it as a kid. So I'm kind of glad I forgot about it for about eight or nine years. <laughs> it was extra fun watching it again. Um, but yeah, it's, it, I really love it. So by you saying that you forgot about it for eight or nine years, I feel like that means that you're basically committing child neglect as a parent. <laughs> right. I really <laughs> felt like it. I'm <laughs> so really disappointed in you. Hardcore Mickey lover. And my year and a half year old is dude. He's a big fan. Jude's a big fan of Mickey. He is a big fan of Mickey. We went to Disney World this last summer and we bought one of those $50 Mickey Mouses that's so big you have to have it shipped home. And we <laughs> thought it was one of those crazy, ridiculous purchases, but he wakes up every morning, goes straight to him, bites his nose, and lays on top of him for a good five minutes and says good night every night before he goes to bed. It is a completely unhealthy relationship, but he loves <laughs> you like he loves no one else. Do you know there's a free number like uh, where <laughs> Mickey can say good night to your child? Like it's an oh. audio recording. I do it for my when we babysit uh, my cousin's kid, Vanessa. She loves Minnie. And you mm -hmm. could get Mickey, Minnie, Donald, or Goofy to do it. And uh, it's the only way to get her to stop crying. Oh, my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Anthony, I'll give you a dollar if you um, randomly, one night before bed, just call and hand the phone to Sarah and let Mickey tell Sarah. Good night. So. <laughs> I'll do that. I'll do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie, so uh, just, just carrying on with what Julia said, not totally trying to overshadow Anthony here, but... Um, Ellie, we, we never introduced her to, to Walt Disney anything. We just didn't really do anything like that, like no real shows or anything. But randomly, we're at the store, and she goes crazy. She's like, Mickey Mouse, Mickey Mouse. Still to this day, we have no idea how she knows. She knew who Mickey was. Disney it gets it done. Dude. <laughs> Those are some marketing geniuses. Yeah, man. The only, the only group out there marketing to kids better than Disney right now is the e-cigarette industry. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Anthony, what's your history? So I got to start off my history with, uh, man, you guys are so old joke because I wasn't born for six <laughs> years. I thought, I thought Tom or Julie would beat me to All it. Right, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> You've offended the guests. That is the fastest we've ever run anybody off. That's impressive. <laughs> Whoa. He reappeared with a Santa hat on his head, guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, but no, so I literally, there was literally no Christmas in my life without this movie. Um, like Tim and Tom, Tim and Tom, like Tim and Tom, I, um, this is the first version of A Christmas Carol I remember seeing. And it is, uh, I've watched it every year, literally every year since I was a child. It is my favorite version of A Christmas Carol. Spoiler alert. I love it. It gives me such feels and I loved watching it today. It just maybe put me in the mood. We're in the burr months. It's cooling down, and we had Mickey on TV. I loved it. <laughs> Sounds like a winner all around. And, Anthony, since you did the leg work this week for me and stepped up um, while I was slaving away at work, can you go ahead and give us a rundown of the credits? Sure. It was directed by Bernie Mattinson, who directed The Great Mass Detective. And I'm sure Tim, as a resident Disney expert, remembers that movie since 
But do you guys too? Because a lot of people that falls by the wayside for a lot of people, and I love that movie. I remember seeing it in theaters. Let me tell you, back in my day. (laughs) (laughs) So so, uh, he also he also wrote this movie, and he came up with the stories for a lot of classic Disney movies, even if he didn't fully write them. He came up with the stories for The Rescuers, The Fox and the Hound, The Black Cauldron, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, The Lion King, Pocahontas, Mulan, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Tarzan. So a lot of the classics. So, so not really much to his name at all. No, yeah. he's, a no he's a nobody. Gosh, good ones too. Like really good classic Disney. Like the golden age of Disney. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that. So watching this one, it's funny. The Rescuers came to mind because the animation is extremely similar to that. It's that old school Disney animation that I love, love, love. It reminded me of The Great Mouse Detective too. Yeah. It's that oh, similar type. It was yeah. actually released as part of a re-release of The Rescuers. So it was like this was in front of it and then The Rescuers. That's what the, the bill was in the theaters. That's cool. So did The I Rescuers come out? <laughs> did it come out at Christmas time in the theaters? You, you I mean, think I would... I'd be able to answer that follow-up question and yet I cannot. Well, I would. <laughs> it would make sense, I guess. But it's funny. I remember seeing that in the theaters, but I mean, who knows, right? Because that was right. a billion years ago. Well, uh, they've, they've released it a bunch of times since then. I can see why. It's so good. <laughs> um, so Alan Young did the voice of Scrooge McDuck in this movie. And I think I read he did the voice of Scrooge in the radio in a audio book version, right? Is that right, Tim? Yeah, it was actually it predated this. Like this is not only, I mean, I know it's literary month, but this is a movie based on a radio show based <laughs> on a book. Not a radio show, a record album. And yeah, so he did a voice for that and they didn't even think to ask him back for this movie. And then he found out his friend was auditioning and he had to call Disney to audition for the part again and he got it, obviously, which is great because he's a great Scrooge McDuck. It's kind of bad for his friend though. Like, hey, I mean, that's very Scrooge-like. Hey, I'm, I'm, up for this, I'm up for this sweet role in this Disney movie. That's great. I'm going to shark that from you right now. <laughs> he was also in Mr. Ed. That's right. Really? He was Lilburr. Mm-hmm. Wow. He was the face. He was the face, not the voice. <laughs> oh, if that was your credit to Hollywood, it was a really unattractive horse. Terrible dental hygiene. No, he was the guy the horse was talking to. Oh, Wilbur was yeah. the human. He was yes. the human. Okay. He was literally the human face. <laughs> he does not have a horse face. I was about to say. <laughs> Although that would explain why he went into voice acting. <laughs> so um, Wayne Allwine played Bob Cratchit slash Mickey Mouse. He Marley's- was also the longest running voice of Mickey. And this was his first time being Mickey. This was his first Mickey uh, performance. Wow. And that's awesome. They kept him after this. He was good, but I was just surprising because he only has like five lines in the movie that they were like, <laughs> yeah. this, this guy's going to be the voice going forward. <laughs> he was also married to the voice of Minnie Mouse Minnie, for years. Who, who recorded a line for this movie, but it got cut. I know. She did. I, I read that. But that was it's his so wife. Sad. So they were literally, Mickey and Minnie were married in real life. It's so cute. Yep. Sorry. That, cute. that makes my heart melt. <laughs> that's so Disney. That is so Disney. <laughs> Hal Smith does Goofy slash Marley's Ghost. Slash Owl in Early Winnie the Pooh. And Uncle Tex from the Flintstones. And Goliath from Davy and Goliath. Oh, the Flintstones. We have to do the Flintstones. Flintstones had some good Christmas uh, episodes. Wasn't it, 
Wasn't he also Otis on Andy Griffith? He was Otis on it. The, the, who was the, I guess the appropriate term would be the local alcoholic now, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was the town drunk back in the day. <laughs> was, wasn't that him? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Edit Carroll played Jiminy Cricket slash the Ghost of Christmas Past. Will Ryan played Willie the Giant slash the Ghost of Christmas Present. And Pete slash the Ghost of Christmas Future. Which, by the way... They were originally wanted to use Merlin and the witch from Snow White in those roles. Yeah, in the, in the record version, that's what they are. Yeah, that would have been interesting. Um, Will Ryan was also in my favorite childhood movie of all times. Which one? Land Before Time. <gasps> Who was oh. he? Will Ryan was the voice of Petrie. Oh, oh I love Petrie. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Petrie Fly? I want to cry just thinking about it. That is a brutal movie for a kid. That movie's amazing. That was my I favorite mean, movie. I had a little, like, little foot. Stuff. There are pictures of me walking around with little foot, like, holding him by his neck with his head hanging over my arm. I liked Spike, the Spike tail. Who never talked. Like, <laughs> who never talked. <laughs> How many of the 70,000 th- sequels did you make it through? Zero. I liked the first three. <laughs> Seven? Actually. They sequelized that thing so many times. I think the sequels are now in modern times. Like they've run out of prehistoric. <laughs> gr- growing up, my grandmother used to give, get me the VHS because I loved dinosaurs in general. But I loved that first movie. She used to get me the VHS tape every year, the new one. Nice. Because, yeah, so well, I made it through we'll a lot. Our time, Jurassic Park edition. <laughs> <laughs> but there's some tragedy associated with the cast of Land Before Time. There's some serious tra- oh, really? tragedy. Some serious tragedy regarding the girl who played Ducky. What her, happened? Her dad killed her. Yeah. <gasps> Are you serious? And on her that's tombstone, terrible. it says, yep, yep, yep. Because that's <gasps> what Ducky always said. Are you serious? Yeah. That's because horrific on so many levels. I know. How old was she when she died? She was a little girl. It was like after oh. the one of the first movies. Was, yeah. Oh, that's awful. Oh, my gosh. She was also in All Dogs Go to Heaven, just in case anybody's wondering. Oh, that's sad. That tidbit was brought to you by the ghost of Christmas future. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid joker. (laughs) Um, Clarence Nash with Tony Anselmo played Donald Duck slash Fred. And that was the last time Clarence Nash played Donald Duck. Really? And he was, he was the guy who originated it, I believe. So what does that mean? Clarence Nash with Tony so so he helped uh, he did additional recordings for it i imagine because he's the guy who currently does donald duck gotcha Hmm. all right so which one of you has the best donald duck impression oh i can't do donald duck (laughs) that's amazing Um, (laughs) yeah it's how it's if you try and say specific things it just starts to sound like a garbly mush (laughs) (laughs) that's so great A little-known fact for you, Julia, about Clarence Nash. He was born yep. in Oklahoma before it was a state. Really? Yep, he was born That's here cool. in Indian Territory. That was a territory? Julia, do you want to mention that Donald Trump... Uh, Donald... Donald Duck... <laughs> I want to mention nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that Donald Duck, for some reason, wraps a towel around himself despite wearing no pants? Because that you seem to harp on that with the Grinch trailer. Somebody did. Maybe it was Tom. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I brought it up. I don't know that I harped on it. <laughs> but yeah, the longstanding, why does Donald Duck wrap a towel around his waist if he in fact wears no pants ever? Exactly. He does wear pants. They're just... When? 
They're hair just pants. feathers. They just look like duck feathers. Like the Grinch's green <laughs> hair pants. Yeah. <laughs> he has underwear under his hair pants. Tidy whiteies under his hair pants. Yeah. This is this episode is going to take a lot of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of editing. Um. All right. So while we're talking Grinch, since the new poster came out today, which looks amazing, I'm going to sidetrack us. Really? The poster looks beautiful. You haven't seen it. I have not. Nope. One of our listeners uh, removed the text from the poster to make it an iPhone background. So that's currently my iPhone background. Okay, I'll share it with you guys in chat real quick because I want to get your thoughts on it. And then Tim, what do you think of, are you excited or, or leery of the new Grinch movie? Uh, I am cautiously optimistic. Uh, I, the, the director of it, Scott Mosier, I know him from the, the Kevin Smith movies and the Smodcast podcast, but I've never thought that guy is going to make a great children's Christmas movie one day. (laughs) I think that goes kind of without saying when you mention Kevin Smith. (laughs) I'll say this newest trailer got me the most optimistic for the movie. Was there there a new trailer with the poster? Yeah, they released both today. I was busy watching Captain Marvel all day long. Oh, that looks so good. Did they drop a trailer for that too? They oh, yeah. They did. Good grief. See, this is what happens when you work for a bank and literally nothing gets through your network. Oh. I see okay, nothing. Take a moment, look in chat, click on the picture. Oh, I love that. Well, we had said that Whoville looked awesome. We did say that. Right. Yeah. So thank you for that. We, say, we wow. say a lot of things. We do, but that's accurate. It oh, does wow, look that awesome. Does look good. Doesn't that look really good? Oh, yeah, I like that. Well, okay. Now it's it's opening seven more times because I clicked on it too many times. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> we have two more people to run there in the cast. Patricia Paris plays Daisy Duck slash Isabel, mm-hmm. always my least favorite character in A Christmas Carol. And uh, Dick Billingsley played Morty and Ferdy Field Mouse slash Tiny Tim. <laughs> Field Mouse. Which ones were they? Those Tiny Tim. That's literally no, but Dis- Morty and Ferdy Field Mouse. Yeah, Tiny Tim. That's the name of the Disney character who played Tiny Tim. Well, one they're, of them played Tiny Tim. They're just like the miniature-looking Mickey Mouses that are his I kids. didn't know the many, many, the many Mickey Mouses, the many Mickey Mice had names. Oh, yeah. I didn't the even whole, realize that. More than Ferdy, apparently. I learned something today. <laughs> There's a whole mouse and duck universe that existed in the comics before it, it, it ever became uh, like uh, on, the, on movies and such. Well... Check See, there we go. Add it to my list of comics to get into. <laughs> That's the uh, that was Julia. Julia let us know on our uh, Patreon episode that we recorded last night for Batman Noel that she finds comics somewhat frustrating because there's so much backstory that you have to know before you jump in. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and say Exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> so for our general discussion, things we like and dislike, I'm going to go ahead and say there is nothing about this movie I dislike. Does I would anybody have a dislike? No. But can I jump in right away with something I'm impressed by? I was very impressed by the fact that this movie is, what, half an hour, 35 minutes, whatever it was. And besides Scrooge, every other character gets, like, the ghosts get, like, maybe 10 to 15 lines each, but Mickey Mouse gets maybe five lines tops. And yet, the emotion that I feel when Mickey Mouse is standing over Tiny Tim's grave, crying, leaving his crutch. Like, it is heartbreaking. And the fact that this 
30 minute movie made me feel such strong emotions with so little dialogue. It's a testament to how tight the story was and the writing overall was. So I'm going to propose a, an alternative theory there. The idea of Mickey that sad, like seeing oh. Mickey, like everything that we carry with Mickey as this beacon of childhood happiness. You think that carried something into it too? I mean, I, I feel like we're putting a lot on the story. Whereas I think just seeing a crying, sad Mickey is pretty demoralizing. Well, right. It's not an original story. It's a story that carries a lot of baggage for me and us in general as Christmas lovers. And then you have Mickey, the Disney lover on top of, you know, or Disney lovers on top of it. So those two strong feelings coming in and convalescing. Yeah. I think it's all that background from both sides that, uh, yeah, you know, that's fair. No, that's spot on accurate too, Tom. I didn't think about it like that, but yeah, this epitome of happy. <laughs> I mean, his home is the happiest place on earth. Yeah. Having the sad feels was awful. <laughs> also the most stressful place on earth. So let's face it. It can be pretty That's stressful. Not. Yes, it is. It's not the it's, way I do it. It's pretty stressful. <laughs> Tim, that's one thing I, I've heard on your podcast. You have completely. So I've always wanted to go. I've never been to, to Disney parks um, and I've always kind of wanted to go, but listening to your podcast and uh, your guests and talking about going to Disneyland, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, has really sold me on, on the need to go. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a it's a lucrative check that Disney cuts me every every month to try and hype up their parks. Because <laughs> heaven knows they need the help. No one's going. <laughs> <laughs> My wife has somehow convinced me we need to wait until our daughter is older than two and a half to go, but. I don't know how I mean, out. I didn't go until I was three. So when we had our first child, I was like, we should probably wait until he's three. Boom, seven months old, we were there in Disneyland. Why? <laughs> because it was Christmas time. <laughs> how, now, how? that's in LA though, right? Correct. So it's like four hours from where you are? Yeah, it, roughly. Yeah, okay. Gosh, I'd be it's there all the time if that was that close to one. <laughs> Me too. Oh, when I lived in LA, oh, it was the best. That, that, season, mm-hmm. that season pass paid for itself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I anyway, think- Mickey's Christmas Carol. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really like the pacing of this one. Um, and I love that it's for kids because I think as a first taste into the Christmas Carol story, it's perfect. Um, and it is the launching point, right, for so many people, at least for all of us. Um, but I loved how quick it felt, but it didn't feel rushed. <laughs> So yeah. like Marley having just the bite that he had was perfect. And Goofy has always been one of my favorites was awesome as Marley. I love <laughs> and, that they let, gave him the scream when he like the <laughs> typical Goofy yell. I yeah. love that yell. I was, I was watching the making of in preparation for this. And they were talking about how hard it was to square Goofy as a character with uh crash, not, not crash it. Uh, Marley. Marley. As a character. Cause like Goofy is this bumbling <laughs> uh, kind of half-witted, super nice guy, whereas uh, Marley was like this evil, wretched person. And like, how do you mm-hmm. put those two things into one thing? And they managed to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe it was just so different that it worked. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, um, and I loved all of the ghosts. <laughs> Cracks me up that Jiminy Cricket is such a Boy Scout all the time, and he still is in this one, too. Um, The only one that didn't 100% work for me, and I remember being irritated by him when I was a kid, too, is Present. Um, The big bumbling one, I like it when he's less 
bumbling and more jolly, if that makes sense. I prefer my present as the Muppets present versus this one. Let me ask you, who would you have from the Disney canon and Pantheon? What character would you have seen? None. A big jolly one? I'm trying to think. The genie. If it was around before then, I could have seen him as present. Yeah, I mean, I... I that could have been a really pick, cool concept. Would he still be blue? They could have given him the wreath around the head. <laughs> and the cloak. <laughs> and the cloak. I could have totally seen the genie as it. Like, the modern Christmas Disney stuff is a little annoying to me because it's like that second-rate animation you get from straight to VHS. <laughs> Are you talking like Mickey's right. Once Upon a Christmas and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, where like all the princesses are in it. And those never seem right to me. And I kind of feel like if the genie was in it, it wouldn't feel right. Even if I, the genie predated everything. I'll say this. I really like Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas, Twice Upon a Christmas, where it was like digitally animated and stuff. I was like, oh, this is awful. Yeah. That's Baloo the Bear. Yes. Baloo. He would have been great. Big. He's jolly. This is All why done. you're here. <laughs> yeah, that would have been perfect. I would yeah. have had no issues with that. Yeah, because I don't think I would have liked, I know he was on the disc, the recording. I still don't think I would have liked Merlin in animation as the. Mm-mm. No, mm. yeah. And it was really awkward when he introduced himself. I'm Merlin. No, you're not. You're the ghost of Christmas present. I, like, I know you have to tell me because it's a record. <laughs> <laughs> stay in character, man. <laughs> I was also surprised at how scary the last part is. I'm really happy they kept it, um, but I was surprised rewatching it this time after a break. I would have been, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't the witch, but I would have been more scared if it was the witch because mm-hmm. I still, that was one of the a re-release of that Snow White was one of the first Disney films I saw in theaters. And I was like really young. You're talking like four, five, whatever. And she, when she turns into the old hag and lightning is flashing, like, I just lost it. Like, I was terrified. Yeah, so that was I, a scary movie. Yeah. Snow White is. Le- legit. <laughs> <laughs> so another thing I loved about this film were the, were the old school, uh, you know, illustrations at the beginning and the end. Like it was, you were in a, you were finding a book. I thought those were very cool. Mm-hmm. I love that song. Oh, what a ha- oh, what a Merry Christmas Day! I wish they had released that ever. I mean, mm-hmm. like you can pirate it if you want to, but it would like be nice to have an official version of that song. Yeah, it needs to go on our playlist. It does. I feel like Scrooge McDuck was written to be. For the, oh, yeah. I mean, was written for this character as we see. I mean, he predates it obviously, but I mean, they gave him. I mean, he has the name, and he just fit the role so well. I yeah, love everything I- Scrooge McDuck. Um, I had no idea he wasn't written. I thought it was just like they made up a character for this movie. I didn't know that it predated it from the comics and whatnot. Right? It feels like it. Yeah. It's just, this is where he should have been introduced. Yeah. But no, I I really, I love, well, I love DuckTales. That's one of my favorite childhood shows. DuckTales? Have you watched the newer ones of David Tennant doing the voice of, uh, I think it's Scrooge McDuck. Mm -hmm. They're pretty good, honestly. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of the original. I'm ready for a new uh, Darkwing Duck. I love Darkwing Duck. I'm ready for a new Chippendale Rescue Rangers. <laughs> Those shows were the best, guys. <laughs> they really were. That was two hours every afternoon, the Disney afternoon. I'm like, yeah. no one talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody ever play that 
DuckTales Nintendo game? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. Dude, that thing was hard. so hard. <laughs> it was. <laughs> and I'm terrible at Nintendo games, so I'm glad to hear that you also thought it was hard. Oh, um, well, I mean, I'm hard. not that good either, so. <laughs> the game that was harder for me as a kid was the uh, Aladdin Sega game. Oh. I was playing that recently on uh, the one of the they ripped it for online, and I couldn't get past like level three. I was like, "How do I do this?" Yeah, it's really hard. <laughs> so, were any of you disappointed that Minnie Mouse didn't have any lines as Mrs. Cratchit? Not until I looked, thought about it. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, she doesn't." I wouldn't I have noticed. Yeah, I, I think it's pretty perfect. I think I think the reason I didn't notice it is because it was so short. And right. it wasn't very. It wasn't the the heavy dialogue that a lot of other Disney productions are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned earlier. I do have to say this is my absolute favorite Christmas Carol when it comes to Scrooge's romantic interest because, because it, it lasts all of two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that is perfect. And, and <laughs> knowing perfect that it didn't bother you that he's going after his nephew's wife. Woman. Girlfriend, they're not married. Girlfriend. <laughs> that didn't even occur to me. How bad is that? If he liked it, if he likes it, he should put a ring on it. I, I actually, honestly, this is. I did like that scene when she's stepping on his foot when she's trying to be flirty under the mistletoe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was sweet and innocent and fun and short. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. The way we, I like we, my romance. We've all pretty much agreed on this show, Tim, that uh, in most versions of A Christmas Carol, we don't like that character. Yeah. Uh, I like her in um, the Muppet one. The Muppet one with the long music number? Yeah, I love that song. Oh, do you really? The Love is Gone? Yep. It's a very un-Christmassy. It was weird that that was the single from the movie. Because it's so un-Christmassy. It's just sadness wrapped up in a song. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was elated to find there are versions where that part is completely cut out. Because I, when I, mo- I fast-forwarded through it. <laughs> there are mostly, ver- like, it's harder to find a version with it, I would say. It is. I got lucky when I was a kid. I, <laughs> I will admit, speaking of the Muppets Christmas Carol, I did kind of miss Marley and Marley in this. Oh, I love, <laughs> sure. I love that song. <laughs> where Marley and Marley. There it is. <laughs> Hey, did we actually sing in unison? Did we get unison down? <laughs> Didn't sound perfect. I don't think so, but it's closer than we usually are in a first attempt. <laughs> sounded perfect right here in my ears. <laughs> Tim, we had an episode where we were trying to uh, sync up and say the same thing at the same time, and we did like 37 outtakes before we're like, screw it, we're done. <laughs> Was that the thing for uh, for the Die Hard thing where you guys all said yippee Kaye together? Yes. And, yes. Yeah. And I just gave up. We finally just said, we give up. Yeah, we also yeah. we also did it for our Christmas Eve episode. Uh, Merry Christmas to all, to all good night. To all good night. Man. And we would all just say it separately and then edit it together so it's in unison later. Well, I think that's what we ended up doing for that one. Well, then uh, you don't need to tell your business. You're handling it. <laughs> I did learn if we decide to do that again, that... Zoom will let us record each person's audio separately. We had, I think you did it first, Julia, and then me and Tom had to time mm-hmm. ours separately to match yours. Whatever, it kept on. 
speaking of music, there in the original uh, record version, there's like a bunch of musical numbers in it that didn't make it into the 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 movie one. Oh, really? Yeah, like We're- Scrooge sings. Like he has a song about he has essentially a humbug song about why he ate, or this that's what Christmas should be, and then. Uh, of course, brilliantly, by the end, he sings a revised version of it, how Christmas should be. I, I might be getting the exact wording of it wrong, but that's that, that's what sort of bookends the um, the the story, performance? I don't know what to call it. The record. It feels weird saying that. Like, hey, welcome back, Casey Kasem, talking about the record. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and there was a bunch of songs in the middle, and they used absolutely none of them, not even the music from them in this uh, movie. Huh. <laughs> That's interesting. Was it, but it was good music? Well, I mean, really. Most uh, I mean, none of them are going to be like, none of them are going to listen to them and be like, it's a criminal outrage that these weren't in the movie. But no, they weren't awful. There you go. Tim Bab raves, they're not awful. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the jacket. Well, the then, endorsement. <laughs> well, then I'm glad they didn't make the movie because this movie is pretty perfect. Yeah. Can, so, can I mention a favorite quote? Absolutely. Can you? Yes. I love when the collectors or the poor come and and Scrooge is like, well, um, you realize if you give money to the poor, they won't be poor anymore, will they? And if they're not poor anymore, then you won't have to raise money for them anymore. And if you don't have to raise money for them anymore, then you'd be out of a job. Oh, please, gentlemen, don't ask me to put you out of a job. Not on Christmas Eve. Bitch <laughs> talker, isn't he? <laughs> it, was, it was so much funnier than uh, than the sad, depressing historical reference to poor houses and sending people there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I oh. got one. Uh, and it legitimately, uh, for longer than uh, is appropriate for a person of my age at the time, made me confused about what pistachio was. <laughs> but when when the ghost of Christmas present goes, don't forget the chocolate pastros with mismachio with mismachio with with yogurt. <laughs> I legitimately thought pistachios and yogurt were like a one to one. Like if you don't have one, you could substitute the other. <laughs> they were pretty much the same thing. And I, and I mentioned it at a party, like well into adulthood, and like someone's like, well. We're gonna get some pistachios. I'm like, you just, or like, it's too expensive to get some, 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 there was a problem with the pistachios. And I was like, why don't you just get yogurt? And they're like, because that's not the same thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, haven't you ever seen Mickey's Christmas Carol, baby? <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I'm not following that up, guys. You can go. <laughs> you can um, go, Tom. That's I amazing. really liked when Scrooge, when Scrooge was uh, describing uh, Marley, Jacob Marley. And how he, you know, he robbed from the widows. He he robbed from the poor. He said in his will, in his will, he left me enough money to pay for his tombstone, and I gave him a burial at sea. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't caught that before. That really made me laugh this time. In and the record, course, he adds one more line where he goes, "He would have been proud of me." <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect in there. Yeah. And I did like well, the fact so- that we still got out of Goofy. We still got the yuck. <laughs> Well, I love a Goofy's like, farewell. And Scrooge is like, Marley, watch out for the... And he tumbles down the steps and does the scream, which I'm sure Tim can do. Yeah. Can you do a Goofy? <laughs> yeah. And Scrooge is just like, step. This is, why, this is why your wife kicked you out to the garage, isn't it? <laughs> uh, in fairness, I self-kicked. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> but I know what the score is. <laughs> Um, I like the bit where Marley and Scrooge are talking and Marley's like, Ebenezer, remember when I was alive and I robbed from widows and swindled the poor? Scrooge is like, yeah, and all in the same day. Oh, you had class, Jacob. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I thought was a really clever line. It's when Jiminy Cricket and him are flying over London and he says, what's wrong, Scrooge? I thought you enjoyed looking down on the world. <laughs> I loved that. He was just biting, wasn't he? <laughs> he really was. Oh, that he had that line about this being a speck of dust. If yeah, if you're yeah. mid were measured in kindness, kindness, you're no longer than a, larger than a speck of dust. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that line. Like he was, he was harsh. I loved when Bell's like, my eyes are closed, my lips are puckered, and I'm standing on the, the mistletoe. And Scrooge is like, you're also standing on my foot. <laughs> Young Scrooge is cute. The grave diggers were kind of depressing. They really. <laughs> They were really, really depressing. Were. <laughs> <laughs> the gravedigger says, I've never seen a funeral like this one. And the other one, I, no mourners, no friends to bid him farewell. And then the uh, the other one retorts, uh, oh, well, let's rest a minute before we throw him in, eh? He ain't going nowhere. And then they start laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and they're weasels, aren't they? <laughs> yes. It's so dark. Perfect. So dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, also the one of the very last lines of the movie is like where Scrooge just showed up to Bob Cratchit's house and he's trying to be all tough, like, you give me no alternative but to give you. And the Tiny Tim goes, toys! Yes, toys. <laughs> 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 right, that delivery on, yes, toys. Nailed it. No, 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 no. I'm giving you a raise. Yeah. <laughs> I love that Scrooge had Bob doing his laundry in this, in this movie. <laughs> Throws him a bag of shirts. Yeah. And, and then when he's with the ghost of Christmas present, what's she cooking? Surely it's more than that. Look at the fire. And the ghost is like, oh, that's your laundry. <laughs> I was reading this, the, the trivia and goofs on IMDb before this. And they originally listed it as a goof, but then moved it into a category, which is, I guess this is not a goof. I'm not really sure how they phrased it, but like, it's still in the goofs category, but it says this isn't, doesn't qualify as a goof. That in the Christmas Carol, the novel, or not the, the, the story, uh, Bob Cratchit makes two shillings and a sixpence per day. But in this movie, he says two shillings and a halfpenny. But I guess you're allowed to take license when you move it to another format. It <laughs> 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 struck me as funny that someone took the time. Wait a minute. Not, <laughs> not a halfpenny. It's sixpence. <laughs> that was the uh, incorrectly regarded as a, gro- as a goof, right? Yes. <laughs> I like that category. <laughs> oh, I loved when Mickey is like that. Fred always so full of kindness, and Scrooge is like, "I." He was always a little peculiar <laughs> and stubborn. All right, guys. So, um, as with every Christmas Carol that we've covered, this passes the Linus slash Scrooge test. <laughs> yes. Any disagreements with flying I colors? Don't- no. <laughs> As we've said before, if you're making a Christmas carol and it fails this test, uh, you've got some serious, serious issues with your production. <laughs> yeah. uh, a special shout out to Brian, who came up with the uh, listener test, one of my, uh, the, the Linus test, one of my listeners. Oh, we've, yeah, we've given you credit for that, not him. So thanks, yeah. Brian. <laughs> <laughs> if he's listening. If not, I'll tell him to listen. <laughs> All right, guys, are we ready to rank this movie? Yes. Yep. Is this going with movies or with TV? 
I say movies because it was technically movie. in the theaters. Yeah, yeah it was re- released theatrically, as we say in the biz. <laughs> <laughs> no one can see that sarcastic head shake on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Guess first. What do you rank it? To? Oh, oh, you're waiting for me. I was like, wouldn't somebody going to rank it? Uh, uh, I will give this a 9.7. This is one of my all-time Christmas. Like This has to be watched every year. Julia. Nine point nine nine. Wow, midge under Muppets. Anthony, I'm going ten. This is my favorite version of a Christmas Carol. And I'm going, I'm going nine point nine five. So this movie is going to shake up the top. This is a nine point nine eight. I think that puts it at number two, two. under Elf and after and before the Santa Claus. Whoa! Wow, I'm impressed. Well-deserved. Um, I didn't really know that I thought that we were going to replace the Santa Claus as number two. Honestly, I didn't know that was going to happen. I'm shocked. And, and it came amazed. above National Lampoon, too. That's surprising. Shocked and or amazed. That's awesome. <laughs> so we have two versions of A Christmas Carol in our top five now, Muppets and Mickey. Good ones, both. They are both good. So just so everybody knows, we do have a... We are on the social medias on the Facebook and the Twitter and the Instagram or on Instagram and Facebook at tis the podcast on Twitter at tis the pod and on our subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash tis the podcast. And we have a website that not many of you are visiting, but you can at tis the podcast.com. <laughs> yeah, we have our list there. So if you want to see the rankings all in one place, that's where you should go. And while we're doing shout outs, just a reminder. Tim is visiting us from Can't Wait for Christmas, uh, a podcast that I anxiously await and download every month on the 25th of the month. It's great. Rudolph Day. Rudolph Day. I like it. It's a lot of... Supposedly, the 25th of every month is Rudolph Day. You're supposed to do a little planning for Christmas so you don't get overwhelmed in uh, the end of the the year. Ooh, I like that. That's a thing I didn't know until I started releasing my podcast every 25th and somebody told me that. (laughs) I love that. So you can subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts to Can't Wait for Christmas. And Tim, you want to tell us where else they can find you? Uh, we also have a website, can'twaitforchristmaspod.com. Uh, we're on Facebook at Can't Wait for Christmas Pod. We are on Twitter at Just Christmas Pod. And what is our Instagram? I think it's Can't Wait for Christmas Pod. <laughs> Probably. You know what? If you look, if you go to the Tis the Pod Instagram, you can find us uh, linked on the most recent. Well, I guess depending on when you listen to this episode, but when they're talking about this episode, they they linked our our, our uh, Instagram. Wow! Why did I lose the ability to talk all of a sudden at the end of the episode? <laughs> <laughs> that, that happens every to somebody. Well, if you're listening to this and you've just realized you hate Christmas with a passion and you want to listen to us talk about other things. You can find other things and some Christmas stuff as well on our Patreon site. Um, If you go to patreon.com and you search for Tis the Podcast, um, a small donation, a dollar a month at the minimum, will get you access to some extra content we have there. We have Hocus Pocus episode. We have the extended version of our Office Christmas episodes where we blabber on forever with quotes and our love for the office in general. Um, We just finished recording our episode on Batman Noel, which forays into a new medium for us, graphic novels. And we are looking at some new Halloween 
content where we're going to be looking at the office Halloween episodes as well as friends Thanksgiving episodes coming up preparing to drop around Thanksgiving time. Um, we have exciting Christmas stuff ready for us there as well. Um, if so, if you're interested in doing any of that, visit us at patreon.com and you can always count on us to have free content as well every week where you find podcasts. Indeed. Next week, we are covering 1996's ABC Family original movie, Christmas Every Day. And the week after that, we're in October already, which kicks off our spooky season, uh, starting off with 1974's Black Christmas. So there's something to look forward to. I feel like we get the short end of the stick here on this one, guys. You feel like we're getting the short end of the stick? No, Tim is. Wait, I'm getting the short end of the stick because I don't get to watch ABC Family. <laughs> no, <laughs> you, have to give, you have to give the really big number now. You have to give the minutes until Christmas. Oh, okay. All right, we're doing that right this second? So yes. it's, it's go time? Yep. Yes. Okay. Can, so, you, can you sing it Rent style? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> 132,400 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's 132,480 minutes till Christmas, which is only 2,208 hours, which is 92 days. We're almost under the 3 month mark. We're just 13 weeks. So we're nearly there, guys. Almost there. So close. I can't believe you you give yourself the good one, Anthony. Well, in all fairness, this was my week to make the outline, and I messaged (laughs) Anthony about an hour before the show. I'm still working. Can you help me out? (laughs) (laughs) So he he earned it. He earned it. All right. Well, until next week, God bless us, everyone. And thanks, Tim. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Jack Frost, baby.